Hi, and welcome to another episode of China on the Rocks, a podcast where we talk about the F&B industry in Shanghai. I am your host, Logan, and I'm always joined by my super cool, awesome host. Hi, guys. My name is Anna. Happy to be here, as always. Well, happy to be here, Anna. Let's、uh, kick this off with our shot before we forget. Of course. Here we go. Cheers, Logan. What are we drinking today? Well, let's cheers it first. So I feel like because some of the topic matter of today is more holiday themed. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, we are going to talk about some eggnog. So I thought a fun thing would be to talk about would be like have some、uh, dark rum. So I picked a high seas dark rum, also forty two percent, made here in Shanghai. Delicious. Delicious, and I thought I don't know why, but dark rum really works for the holidays. Does it? Is it for you? Is it like a holiday thing? Yeah, because you could put it in、so, like you could have eggnog with it. You could have apple cider with it. I mean, all like all the fun drinks you could have with it, or like whiskey for. For me, winter is bourbon time. Yeah, it's rye time. <laughs> I keep my my dark rums for the summer, but I can see it a, a little spiced, a little. It works with hot. It, yeah, yeah, it works hot. That's why. So, Logan, recap of the week. How how was your week? Well, first off, my week was awesome. Uh, but I think we we had a little field trip last week. We did after we recorded the podcast. It was a really cold day. It was a freezing cold day, and we had just talked about getting the Maltai、uh, coffee. What's, yes. What's the full name? Luckin from、Martin. from Luckin、uh, Luckin Coffee. They、uh, it's a chain of cafes here in China, and they have the the Maltai、um, latte, which we went to get it. I accidentally bought one ice and one hot, but I guess at least we got to try both. We got to try both. So Anna's so high tech. She ordered it on her phone. And then we just literally walked over there and picked it up.、Uh, so, Luckin—that's actually fun fact, guys. I'm gonna share a fun thing.、Uh, that's their business model, and that's actually how they are trying to expand.、Mm. Uh, is that they are completely seamless service, so you don't actually ever interact with staff member. So, even if you go to the shop, they will show you how to scan the QR code and how to order on your phone. Yeah. So they don't do anything like they don't take any money and they don't do it directly there. So you always have to order on your phone. And then you get like a QR code, and you get there. You just have to scan、um, your phone in this machine, basically fully automated. And then you give a number, and it's the number of the bag you pick up with your coffee inside. That's future of coffee. Yeah, and it's all it's all automated. So you, it's it's very convenient if you're commuting or going somewhere because you can basically order from your house and on the way just pick it up and it'll、yeah. be ready. Yeah. Now, how do you think about the coffee? So, like we said, Anna got the hot one, and I got the cold one, and it was freezing, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, Logan. <laughs> it was so cold, and Anna was like trying to give me her gloves. It was a mistake. Okay, I,、oh, yeah, I ordered by accident the cold one. <laughs> But as a gentleman, I took the cold one, and Anna was also much sicker than me.、So. Yeah, I was very sniffly that week.、Uh, no, it was really delicious. I think it was great. So we were talking about it. It's only five percent alcohol. It's think,、right? no, it's zero point five. Zero point five. That's、it's、what it was. Very little. But like for the hot one. I feel like you got the the essence of the baijiu, but for the cold one, I really taste it baijiu. Yeah, I think in the hot one, it was just very comforting and warming, and also, again, it's it's a drink. It's it's not a low calorie drink. It's like full fat milk. It has like whipped cream on top. It's a whole, it's a whole like decadence. But the flavor of baijiu goes really well with it. I, I loved it hot. It felt like a holiday drink. Funny、yeah. enough, it felt like a Christmas drink. <laughs> and also, it made you healthier. By the time we got back to Post No Bills on Wooding Road. It was a warm. You were like not sniffling. Well, we stopped to get little breads on the way. We were walking. We're having like a neighborhood field trip. Yeah, looking at little spots to make crepes in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's always fun to revisit your neighborhood, especially in Shanghai. These neighborhoods are so dynamic. 
Yeah, but I highly recommend for anyone, and even if you're not a massive fan of Baijiu and you have a chance to have it, it's not super strong flavor. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely. So you should really try. Yeah. Uh, the, what have you been doing this week? I've been making eggnog. Ooh, we're going to have to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into that later because that's just a whole other can of worms. Yeah, but we're going to get into that can of worms today. It's going to happen. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's eggnog season. Uh, but also, Logan, I was asking before we started the podcast a question that I have. How long do you keep Lost and Founds for? Um, so I just had a bin a bunch of stuff last night. And because people, it's weird. Like, I understand when people live over like birthday cake and things like that. Because that just happens. Somebody has a birthday cake on a Friday and maybe they're just too messed up to come to like Sunday or Monday. Depending on the level of it, like usually we'll bin it by Tuesday if it's a birthday cake or something. Sure. No, uh, perishables are different. It's like if you don't get it, if you don't explain to me exactly when you're getting it and it's reasonable, it will be tossed. Yeah. Yeah. But like for stuff like scarves, umbrellas, uh, sweaters, stuff like that, I try to wait about three months. Yeah. Same. I still have stuff here from last winter because we have storage under the seats, under the booths. So I kind of just put it in there and been forgotten. But the reason I'm asking is because about, I want to say four months ago during the summer, someone had a birthday party here and they received a lot of gifts, right? And they were really drunk. So they told me, is it okay if I come pick it up tomorrow or the next day? And I said, look, no problem. We can store it here. So I've been storing this for a while now. Yeah. Right. And the next day or the day after, the person just texted me, hi, darling, thank you so much for keeping the gifts. Here's my address. And I was like, cool. I wonder you're going to come pick up your gifts. (laughs) Yeah. So they wanted me to arrange a courier service to deliver his gifts. And I was kind of like, nah. (laughs) I mean, for that, it's not hard. I mean, especially he has to pay for it when he gets it. Sure. But it was more like uh, he doesn't leave right. Like if it was around the neighborhood, I would just go drop it up. It was not like right, like right here. He didn't give me a phone number. So I'd have to deal with that logistic. Yeah. Also, it were a lot of random bags. So it was quite a, um, a large amount of gifts. So yeah. it wasn't just like one little bag you send in a courier, right? But also for me, it was a little bit of the, how do you call that? Like this is just a principle. It's like you didn't ask, hi, can you please do me a favor? I'm not feeling well. I don't think I can go to the bar. Is it all right if I arrange a courier or if you can help me arrange a courier? Sure. It was more like yeah. he just sent me the address and said, please send all the gifts to this address. And I haven't. But he also never returned to collect it, and it's been over three months. So I'm wondering. So if wait, do I we have? Are we gonna do a uh, what do they call it? The reveals? Do you have some goodies <laughs> for us? No, I don't know. I haven't opened them. But what I was thinking is that like it is taking a lot of space. I w- nothing smells under there, right? There's no like. No, 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 no. Nobody gave him a puppy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, one of them I did open because it made a clink clink noise, and turned out they were like champagne glasses. Mm. They're like nice champagne glasses. So we've been using it at the bar at this point. If he comes back, I'll give it to him gladly, yeah. right? But the other things that I'm just like, it's taking a lot in my storeroom. We're talking about like 10 different bags of gifts. Wow. And I have reminded him. I have been like, hey, are you coming to get the stuff? And he hasn't yeah. replied. So at this point, I'm like, it's been three, four months. How long do I have to keep this? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting thing because I think that like there is a limit of time at, after that you need to just accept that you lost them. Right? Yeah. Like, or, you see, if I mean, you're if not going to come back. Yeah, or if you know where they are. They, yeah. And that's, yeah. If you just lost, lost. Okay. <laughs> I must share a small story. Yes. Because well, it's hilarious. Away. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm not going to say names or any details, but it was a random Saturday. There was a group of guys here that got 
wasted. They were having the best time. They were dancing. They were singing. And um, this guy left after a while, like completely shit-faced. And when he came back, <laughs> he asked me if I found his phone mm. because uh, he definitely forgot his phone here. And then he was looking at find my iPhone on his iPad. It was in his backpack. He took his iPad. He's yeah. looking for find my iPhone. He's too drunk to understand find my iPhone. He stayed for 20 minutes trying to share his location to God knows who <laughs> accidentally. Eventually, I look at my devices and I found his phone. And it's blocks away in the middle of the street. So mm-hmm. I think he dropped out of his scooter or he dropped on the floor somehow, right? So then the guy's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go find my phone. So he gets on his scooter. Still drunk. Don't drink and drive, guys. But he did. <laughs> he drove all the way there. Got his phone. Whatever. Moved on. I'm here continuing the Saturday night. An hour later, he comes back. Shows me, look, I got my phone. And I was like, oh, glad you found it. Where was it? Yes, it was on the street. A construction guy picked up and he managed to find it. No problem. And then I ask why you're back here. And he says, I left my iPad here. (laughs) 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 And we're like, no, you didn't. So he looked and find my iPhone and shows that the iPad was here. And then I have to show him an hour ago, the last time you connected to the (laughs) Wi-Fi when you were looking for your phone. And since you don't have data on your iPad, it's been offline since. All right. So then he goes, look for his iPad. Doesn't find the iPad. Comes back. Lost his backpack. What? <laughs> and I was just like, you must go home. Yeah, you got to take you gotta take the L on that. And just this is the time to go home. And basically the next day he texted me like, you sure my iPad didn't turn up or my backpack? And I'm like, no, it's gone, man. It's gone. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Well, that is a nice new iPad you have, though. <laughs> I do want to say, Anna, this nice iPad you've been using. No, never seen that iPad. I think that he put his iPad on the floor while he was looking for his phone and then left the iPad yeah, in the probably, same spot. Yeah, the construction worker's like, this is a great trade. <laughs> it's like a great day. Yeah, he, I give him a phone and he gives me an iPad. But yeah, hey, no. that's the lost and found story. Uh, yeah, sorry for blabbing. I guess I'm in a very social mood. But I heard... That's the rum. Yeah, yes, the rum already. Rum rum is a happy drink. Making everything festive already. (laughs) Well, no, honestly, I do believe rum is a happier drink than, you know, especially dark rum. It's a happy, happy drink. I think tequila is a happy drink. Tequila is a very happy drink, but it's like a very different beast. Yes, agree, agree. Uh, But on that note, I know you prepared some Reddit posts for us to discuss today. I I did prepare some Reddit posts for us to discuss today. As we get closer to the end of... uh, end of the year i thought it'd be kind of fun to see you know what the people are talking about okay so the first thing i wanted to ask is a post we saw by a name i'm not going to say but i'm under bartenders it says wine key versus bottle opener what do you call it uh i call it a wine key but i have noticed a lot of confusion in it for me a bottle opener is like the the the, the beer bottle opener yes you know, like the the ring type. I don't know how to. Yeah, it looks like that. the bottle opener. The T bone kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think about that type for bottle opener, and the wine key is the one that basically has the the corkscrew. Yeah. But in Hong Kong, when I was working, everyone calls it a corkscrew. Mm. Right. Which for a lot of young bartenders is the corkscrew. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's corkscrew in the in the heat of the moment, it just doesn't <laughs> come out properly. Do you ever call it like a church key? No, I never heard that. Yeah, church key is basically another way we say wine key. Why? Because uh, you have bottle opener, corkscrew on it, that little knifey thing. I don't know. We just call them cor- uh, church keys. Maybe it's a San Francisco bartender thing. Huh. No, I never heard that. Yeah. I call it wine key. And um, I remember, <laughs> I okay, it's good you brought it up. 
because I wasn't sure if there was a real term. Because I mean, a lot of bartenders use it, but we also create a lot of names in the just in the <laughs> in the grapevine, right? Yeah. Because uh, a couple of my Chinese bartenders were asking, "What do you call this?" I'm like, "A wine key," because it opens like wine. And they were like, "Oh, is that how you say it in English?" And I was like, "Hmm, is that how we all say it?" Or I think it's, it's <laughs> I think it's an industry term that we use, whereas regular like non-industry people we'll would just call, call it, it a corkscrew. Corkscrew, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so we call it a wine key. Yeah. yeah. And then you have like for a corkscrew or a wine key, you have like a two stepper. You have a yeah. Like then you have like the different ones, the ones with the little hinge. The T. All right, and um, so wine keys. Yep. <laughs> so uh, change the subject a bit. I also prepared some Reddit posts for us today. What you got, Anna? I decided to go for some bar-related mid asshole. Okay. Because they're always good, right? So aita. Am I the asshole for offering a drink to a girl in a bar and then not paying for it? I'm going to read the story. Um, male 23. A few months ago, I was in a nice bar in Toronto with my boys and I saw this really hot girl. Decided to shoot my shot and we spoke and we danced for a bit and I offered to buy her a drink and she gladly accompanied me to the bar. When I got there, I was like, I'll have a beer and whatever she wants. <laughs> she promptly says that she wants four double shots of 1942. That's like 75 a shot for a double of 1942. And I was like, what the fuck? And she said, that's for her and her friends, and then patted me on the back. When the bartender came back, I slapped a $10 bill on the table and told him that she'd be covering the shots and walked away. She was pissed and yelling at me all the normal insults. What do you think? I feel like if it was just the one shot, like a double shot, he's in for it. But if it's buying drinks for your friends, she's the asshole for sure. Oh, definitely. But also, um, it w- would a double of 1942 be $75 well, Canadian? Four. Four. For four? That's what she said. She bought four doubles. And he said that's like 75 a shot for a double. I mean, I think he means 75 a pop for a double, right? So four of them would yeah, be yeah, a lot. like $300, yeah. right? Um, Look at that Rain Man brain work. <laughs> it's also not the correct <laughs> math. I'm just like averaging. Um, but even if it was a double for herself, 75. 300. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but calm down. Calm down, Logan. <laughs> it is, I know. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> like I just averaged out. Okay. Uh, but I was correct. Um, but 75 for one drink that somebody's buying you is still. Well, it depends pushing, on the, right? the club. Yeah, but at the same time. It is annoying, but, like, you walked into it. It's not your fault that she doesn't drink beer. <laughs> like, if somebody, well, like, like people are always like, oh, let me buy you a drink, Logan. And I'm always jokingly, like, oh, yeah, I only drink uh, Louis XIII. Like, only do that as a joke. I'm like, yeah. I'll have a vodka soda, whatever, normal. And, like, these are, like, friends, like, not girls I buying know, drinks. I but I think that there's, like, a certain courtesy of, like, the how do you call that like the expectation of how much money for something like yeah. you don't need to go for the cheapest thing for like a like a five dollar beer but you don't go for the toppest toppest of shelves yeah, don't be so entitled yeah like you you kind of stay normal like you get like a something one step above rail maybe like a hendrix like no one was going to complain about yeah. that right but if you go straight to like doubles of something really premium you obviously like taking advantage of it yeah yeah you're taking advantage and then also like i said buying for your ordering for your friends too that's super not cool yeah, by but, the way, there is a little update. So I think I just would, I would say he should have bought the one drink for her. He should have communicated that. He should have been like, whoa, 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 I'm only buying you a drink. Yeah. And 
but still 75, it's hurtful. Yep. So what's the update to this? The update is, well, it turns out my mom works with her and they were talking and my mom showed her a picture of me. God damn it, mom. <laughs> and she instantly recognized me and remembered my name and told my mom about what I did. My mom then called me and said I'm a huge asshole and told me to send her the cost of the four drinks, which was actually $325 with tax and tips. Yeah. So I just laughed and told my mom I'm not doing that. And my mom said that the girls think I'm a huge asshole and that she agrees. Am I the asshole? Oh, his mom's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's too much. But I'm just looking up how much that is in R&B because that's... It's too much money. Yeah, what do we say? It was three hundred and three hundred and twenty-five with tax and tip. Yeah, he's he's not. Oh, they even have the dollar sign on their money. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's called 1, the Canadian 000, dollar. It's one thousand seven hundred and eight RMB. No, that's definitely too much. Yeah, yeah, it's very much definitely too like, much. Like I already think it's pushing when a guy here offers a girl a drink. He'll be like, "Hi, can I buy you a drink?" And she's like, "Sure, I only drink Monkey Forty Seven." Yeah, but and I'm already like. Okay, but that's within the limit of reasons. Yeah, though. like it's 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 posh, but it's not Yamazaki whiskey yeah. posh. It's, it's okay, <laughs> and I'm like, gladly, please have a double. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sister, have a. <laughs> well, like, do you want it in a pint glass? <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, I think I think the guy wasn't an asshole because I think the girl was clearly taking advantage. If it's one drink yeah, within reason, but at the same time... I think that if she had a single 1942, as much as it's fancy, but just for herself, like, sure, I have a 1942 on the rocks, right? Yeah. And Or if she had a double, I'd be like, oh, this girl likes... I mean, you don't offer a girl drinks if you don't have, like, no. you meet a girl at a bar. But you know the big part of the disrespect is she ordered four drinks, which means she obviously just got the drinks and walked away from him to go drink with other people. Yeah. And I think part of the etiquette is that if somebody buys you a drink, you kind of have at least a part of that drink hanging out with them, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you ask, oh, so how's your day? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. Get to know them a little bit. And then after that polite space is gone, you can be like, sorry, excuse me. I got to go back with my friends, right? But at least you, you, yeah. you pretend. <laughs> yeah, well, like, hey, I'm going to have some drinks with my friends, but let's catch up. Or you're like, oh, it's nice meeting. Whatever whatever it is, but you don't like, I'm buying drinks for my friends and I'm bouncing. Yeah, so I think not the asshole. It's my verdict. Yeah, we say not the asshole. Yeah, so Reddit agrees with us. Yep. Oh, good. Good. Still <laughs> some logic out there. Okay, so I've got one, and it's more... Uh, it's happened to all of us. I don't. We were thinking about before we recorded. We're thinking about if we put this in uh, bartender horror stories, F and B horror. But I feel like this has happened to us so much that it can't even be a horror at this point. But uh, here we go. So I didn't know there's a bartender. Am I the asshole either? I didn't ever check that one. I'm gonna start doing that from now on. Okay. So this one says disaster struck. It's right. It's written by somebody named N B L E A R C H A N G E L. Wow, what a beautiful name. Yep. So I wasn't in on Saturday, but apparently it was an unmitigated disaster. Party of 25 got scheduled at our restaurant by someone who told them we'd say open three hours past close. I hear it was the GM at our sister restaurant. No minimum set. Didn't tell our bar team. No card on file. I'm not sure how this got past our GM, but maybe she was responsible for it. Apparently they weren't exactly easy to deal with and even bought their massive speaker with the intent of playing their own music. Keep in mind, this wasn't a buyout. When the bar team, who wasn't told about what they were promised, went to do last call 15 minutes after we were scheduled to close at 10.45, the host lost her shit. At some point, she was recording herself announcing to the entire group that this is bullshit and I can't believe they're doing this. So, so hold on, just clarify. The host is on the side of 
the, the host, the host of the party, not the hostess of the oh, restaurant. Oh, the host of the party. Okay, yeah. okay, then that makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So at so some point, there. <laughs> well, at some point, she goes to pay her two thousand dollar tab, and her card gets declined. <laughs> Frustrated, she walks out and leaves the tab to her friends who left zero dollars. They haven't paid the, the the bill or no tips. No tips. Oh, oh, hell no. So hell no. Yeah, I mean. Definitely, it's happened where there's a miscommunication sometimes with big events where you all know that. Like the host, even the, like you say everything, like I like to have everything down on paper. Like I don't like to take an event by the phone. I, I do yeah, it all I prefer text message, me too, yeah. The thing is, the difference is forgetting a big booking that happens in your work hours is one thing. Forgetting that you agree to keep your staff on overtime for three hours and that means they'll go until like 1.30 a.m. or something. Yeah. It's very different. Right, because if you're already open to operation, there's always a risk, uh, a possibility that a group of 25 was going to walk in without reservation anyway. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that the GM hasn't informed them, but it happens. And yeah. also open to business, you should expect people, right? Like you should expect to be busy. Yeah. So as much as the service is going to be better if you're informed, uh, everything is going to be better if everyone knows so they can be prepared, obviously, but it can be forgiven. Now, not informing you... Then let's say you finish work at 10.30, right? Which seems to be the time that they finish. I would say there's a, a, a half an hour grace period. Sometimes it's hard to get people out of it. Mm-hmm. But maybe workers have plans. They have lives outside of work. Yeah. Maybe they had somewhere to be at 11. Maybe they have somewhere to be after, right? So you can't expect Maybe they have them. another job or something. Sure. Or, or maybe they just don't want to and that's okay. Like the expectations that they don't have a life outside of the schedule time for you to make money is quite ridiculous to yeah. me. Yeah. And it would be very different if that week in advance they ask, hey, who here is okay to work a little extra for this big group that's coming? And there might be big tips in. I don't know. Obviously, it's not a buyout, so I can't guarantee anything. But um, I'll pay you a little extra from the tips or keep those tips just for you guys or something or whatever it is, right? So, like... I mean, I would say just not even, like, just changing the gear a little bit. I would say from a just a managerial standpoint... When a group of 25 that doesn't have a buyout tries to bring a large speaker to play their own music, that's so frustrating. Oh, no. The details aside, like the music and them not tipping. I'm talking about- Well, I don't about care about not tipping because we don't live in a tipping culture here. But I do care about like the fact that the, I hate it when the host, the, the host card is declined. It's so frustrating after all the stuff you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but let's assume that we don't know how this group of 25 is going to behave ahead of time, right? Yeah. So I think you can just ask people if they're willing to put over time. And if they say no, it's it's fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, in our staff here, it's different. But our staff know that if there's people, like, we close at a certain time. But if we don't have closing times. So also, I don't know the law on their, their state. Because it seemed like they were from the U.S. Yeah. We don't have a closing time either. As we've talked about many times. Yeah. I think it's because um, they are restaurant. I think that's why they close early. Because most states, as early as it closes, is like 1 a.m. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm saying... If it's three hours extra, they don't, you know, they have, it, it It seems like a mess. Like, that seems like a big miscommunication. And I'm sure, like, the other guests that were there that were not the 25 top were not having a fun time either. But I don't think they were other guests because it was past the work time, right? They already, they already did their last call. No, they, no, they were saying they got an extra three hours on, after last oh, call. Oh, extra. Yes, if they're on speakers, probably yeah. not a good idea. So, what I'm trying to think about now was a segue. A segue into Nogville. You really want to talk about eggnog, huh? I do want to talk about eggnog. 
I want to talk about where it comes from, why it's eggnog, not nog egg. <laughs> I have no idea on the history of the eggnog. <laughs> I have never researched, uh, which is funny because being the, the eggnog lady in town, I feel like I should know the history. I don't. Um, well, it's called eggnog because it's actually made with eggs. Eggnog lady sounds like you own a lot of cats. <laughs> no, I do not. Okay, but what do you got? So tell us about eggnog. First of all, what is eggnog? So eggnog is interesting because it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I feel like it's it's different from all the other egg drinks. We have like the flips that have like a full egg. You have your Boston sours or whiskey sours that have your egg white and so on. Uh, eggnog actually only uses the egg yolks. Okay. And it's a very like heavy cream drink. Now, do you what kind of what kind of yolks are you looking for? So I am very paranoid about selling because I sell by the bottle to people. So I only use the pasteurized eggs, like the full egg that's pasteurized, because then the egg, uh, the yolks are safe to consume raw. Mm. It's very popular within um, Japanese dishes to have a, a raw yolk on it. So I usually buy Japanese pasteurized eggs just to like be 100% safe. Yeah, that's smart. And then how did you get into making eggnog? Uh, we, uh, me and my friend Hannah did a pop-up and I don't remember if it was around this time of year, but, uh, we had an idea to make a certain eggnog drink and we just made like one batch. Oh, I remember what it was. We had this little milk carton glasses and we had a lot of guests coming. So we made stickers for all the glasses that had like a missing child photo and it was them. Oh, and wow. underneath we had like less seen and we put something really stupid about them. So like less seen passed out in this bar or less seen coming in hot or something. Right. So we made yeah. a little joke and put their photos, the missing kid. And we needed like a milky drink. And that's when we thought about eggnog. So we made eggnog for that one session and people loved it. So then people kept asking about it. Like around Christmas time, you guys still sell, uh, selling that eggnog. Are you still making the eggnog? And I decided, you know what? I'm going to make it. And I perfected the recipe a bit because initially it was too creamy and too sweet. Mm. So I kind of have my own like ratio, my own recipe, but I think it tastes, um, I put more spices than the standard box eggnog, but I got a, a very similar consistency to it. So it can be very nostalgic. Okay. So what's your recipe for eggnog? Well, I'm not going to give out my secrets that is. I'll give you the, the ingredients inside and you guys can figure out the ratio. So Okay, that's fair. Um, I use the, the pasteurized egg yolks um, with sugar and you have to basically emulsify them together. So you have to beat it up until they turn basically a really light yellow close to a white. Okay. With all the sugar and the eggs. And then on another pan, you boil cream, milk, and all your spices. And what kind of spices are we looking at? Up to you on the flavor, I'll use cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, star anise, uh, vanilla essence as well. Mm. But you can add, like, I make a, um, for people that are lactose intolerant, I make a coconut version. Oh, nice. And then in the coconut one, I put some ginger. Sometimes I put some pandan and some mm. other, like, more tropical um, elements to it. Uh, but you basically boil the milk. And once the milk is boiling, you temper the eggs. So you will put... While you're still beating the eggs, you put just one ladle at a time. Because if you put it too fast, you'll cook the eggs. Oh, like, and you don't want like, like an eggnog omelet. Yeah, so it's almost similar to making like a hollandaise sauce or a creme brulee. Like mm. you, you want to just temper it slowly. So you are cooking the eggs, but you're cooking the eggs in like slow and steady. And then eventually you have the whole thing mixed. Uh, I let it rest for a bit because it creates quite a lot of bubbles on top. Mm -hmm. And you kind of want to let that settle. And then 
I disinfect, crazy disinfect the bottle. So we use um, a, a very hot um, dishwasher. Then I wipe them with alcohol. I put some alcohol inside and I throw it out and all that. When filleting with the nog, I wipe all the, the top and the lead mm-hmm. all with alcohol and we seal it. Uh, also, when it's already cooled down. Don't yeah. bottle hot stuff. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, yeah, seal like that. So like that, the shelf life is around two weeks, three weeks, even in the fridge. Okay. But the moment you open, you need to consume in like two days. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is the problem because I'll tell customers this. But the moment they receive the bottle, the first thing they do is open to smell it. And I'm like, no. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> Don't open it. It's dairy. The moment you open it, it's like opening your, your box of milk at home. You know, like you open it. Now you have to consume fast. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. And what what are you mixing? Is it just pure non-alcoholic that you make or do you make a boozy one? No, I make boozy one. So um, I make it with bourbon mostly. Uh, we will take uh, custom orders if anybody wants like a specific um, specific style. But uh, yeah, bourbon is the most popular. I use rum in the coconut one. Mm-hmm. Actually, we could use this delicious rum. I think this would work. I mean... I want to try. I definitely want to try some of this eggnog later. So we'll have to have a, like a, a, another field trip. Yeah, another <laughs> field trip to the bar, like literally five steps away. <laughs> but okay, so with eggnog, what are you seeing that people really go for the most? Uh, okay, so the the classic goes the most. I think that one of the misconceptions too is that when I make the eggnog and with the alcohol already in the bottle, it sits for a few days, and uh, the longer the eggnog sits, it, sits, it gets uh, thicker and richer and more like the creamy ice cream goodness. And if the alcohol is included, the alcohol like caramelizes with the whole recipe. And the difference of price, we're talking about like less than $10 for the version with alcohol. But I know a lot of people will get the one without alcohol because they want to mix with their own booze at home because they yeah. want to save some money, right? But when you add the alcohol and then the eggnog on top, it never tastes the same. Mm-hmm. It's much nicer when it like sits for like a week in the alcohol. And also the alcohol is like a preservative. Yes. So it makes it last even longer. So um, I like the ones with alcohol inside and I always recommend. Interesting. When you, uh, when you sell these to children, which ones are you doing? No, <laughs> yeah, those that go for non-alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, you've done this for how many years now? This is the fourth year. Cool. And then, so now, wh- when does eggnog, in your mind, when does eggnog season officially start? I start on Thanksgiving. Okay. That and, makes sense. And okay, American Thanksgiving. And then we go all the way to, depends on when Chinese New Year is. If Chinese New Year is late January, I'll go all the way to Chinese New Year. Or the first couple weeks of January after Orthodox Christmas, basically. That seems like, I mean, it seems like a good gift to get. Do you have to keep it cold the whole time or can it be room temp uh, until you open it? If you plan on having it like the same day, it doesn't really matter. But I, w- I would recommend keeping it in the fridge. But also it's winter, so room temp is much lower right now. So, yeah. And then... The egg part is a bit safer because the eggs are kind of cooked. It's more about when you're dealing with cream and milk, right? Yeah, so it's that's what I'm thinking too. So it's more like you will know when it went sour because it's going to be like milk is going to curdle when be sour. So you know, you know, you know we went wrong. Uh, but I never really had a problem. I had a problem once with one batch... But again, I think they did that thing where they opened, then they closed again, put it in the fridge, mm-hmm. waited a week, and then it went bad. And I was like, yeah, if you open, new air comes in, bacteria comes in, and then I can't guarantee anything once you open it, right? So, Have you ever done something like a eggnog drinking competition? No. <laughs> so much dairy. Because, <laughs> you know, there's that thing like you can't drink a gallon of milk. 
You can't? No. Why not? Remember, like I told you the thing about the egg, and you didn't. Yeah. Leave it? <laughs> couple, couple, couple episodes ago, I told Anna she can't take a raw egg that's in a shell, and squeeze it in her hand. It won't. It'll. It won't pop. That's the way the egg. That's how it gets through the chicken. Like uh, same thing with a gallon of milk. You can't chug a gallon of regular milk. Okay. You'll throw up. Uh, I feel like I had a gallon before. At, uh, at once? Yeah. Not I, throughout the day. No, I got pranked. <laughs> I was working in this place in Malaysia, and they got me this super spicy slice of pizza. And to because I eat very spicy food, and the staff wanted to fuck with me. So they put, um, you know those uh, chili essence concentrates that people use to make hot sauce? Yes. They put a lot of ghost pepper concentrate on this pizza so it's like completely not visible and mm -hmm. i wasn't aware of it so i ate it and i just started to die yeah and i grabbed a gallon of milk and i went downstairs and i was just like dry heaving and chugging this this thing yeah and i i mean i don't remember if i drank the entire gallon but i got very close to it <laughs> well the dry heaving though part of it i mean those aren't friends, though. That's a terrible thing. Don't I don't know. chili poison people, guys. It's not but funny. I I think that I mean they they did apologize and because I was crying, I was fully red. My eyes were like, I think that they didn't realize how bad and how dangerous it was. Yeah, I think in their mind it was gonna be just like, oh my mouth, right? They didn't realize that they actually got me sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's not fun. Like we don't like at, at Talkalicious we have something called Death Wings. And our football teams come and eat them. Our, our, anybody that's new to like the area, their friends always tell them to eat them. But we always warn the people first, hey, this is really, really hot. Because it's, like it's, it's, it's fun and games to a minute. But yeah, if you're like dying. And I know how you could handle heat. Yeah. It was just, again, like if it was a hot sauce, like ready for consumption, could have been the hottest one, would have been fine. Mm -hmm. It's because they use the extract to make us Like it's highly concentrated. It's, I basically got like pepper sprayed. Well, also, in like, the mouth. <laughs> if you knew what was happening, your mind and your body is prepared for it. Like, oh, this is going to be hot sauce. This is going to be experience. But when it's like uh, you're just getting dosed with hot sauce, it kind of reminds me like, you know that sound effect in Kill Bill? When it was like, wah, wah, dan. <laughs> like, you know, all the sound effects when she would see, dan, dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see you just dying. No, I couldn't breathe. I was literally like, <gasps> like, you know, like suffering. And uh, somebody, because uh, they had a bakery downstairs, like the bar was upstairs, downstairs a bakery. I just went in there and I went into the walk in and I just grabbed this gallon of milk and I'm just like, <laughs> Were you seeing your ancestors? <laughs> oh God, I was Great hallucinating. Grandma. I was probably hallucinating. I was, I remember I was sitting in the corner drinking. So I was, I was sitting in this toilet from the bakery. The bakery was closed. It was late night, right? So I'm sitting on the floor, this bathroom in this bakery crying, downing <laughs> a gallon of milk. And I wanted to throw up because I wanted to get it out of my system. But I just couldn't because, like, I couldn't breathe enough to have, like, the strength to do it. So I'm just, like, chugging this milk, crying. Like, this isn't how I wanted to spend my 25th birthday. I know. I was like, this is not how I want to die. <laughs> like, I didn't imagine well, it like that. That's actually a horror story, too. Another uh, horror story. <laughs> I made it. I survived. Uh, I, I literally had to go home after, and I was crying. I was, like, destroyed. But, yeah. No. So uh, don't do that to people. Don't do that to people. Don't surprise uh chili extract them yeah yeah don't, don't i mean i don't know how we jump from chili extraction to eggnog but that's our <laughs> journey today well it got to the to the gallon of yeah. milk which i believe that if you're being if you're dying of uh whatever chili poisoning i think you can <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah i mean scientifically i don't know though <laughs> i mean you're still here so you, you're here to tell the tale i made it yeah um so anna i mean i think we have another segment that we like to call 
drinks I've been drink <laughs> king. <laughs> okay, this is the worst one. <laughs> no, I thought it would be a different way. Do you want to no. try it again? But these are the drinks, drinks I've, I've been, been drinking. drinking. So I don't know if you guys could hear me count down. <laughs> if you take a pause and count out, it works. Yeah. So Logan, tell me, what have you been drinking? Uh, so yesterday we made a really. Uh, not yesterday, two days ago, we made a really interesting drink. It was a play on a, what did I, what did I have? I love that every week, it's not drinks you've been drinking, it's drinks you've been making. Yes, <laughs> drinks I've been making. But actually for drinks I've been drinking, I've really been enjoying, uh, and this is such a weird one, but I've been enjoying Drambouille 15. Oh, that's random. Yeah. Uh, Drambouille 15 on the rocks with a little bit of coffee. Okay, that sounds good, actually. Very, very nice. Um, I mean, I don't know why. We came across Drambuie 15. I was like, I don't know what to do with it. We were thinking about something to do with it for the markets. And then I just been drinking it. Huh. Drambuie uh, 15 is really much better than regular Drambuie. Yeah. You know what's funny about Drambuie, too? I had a customer come in and order uh, Rusty Nails, which I forgot about it. Like, I forgot yeah. what it tastes like. Because nobody orders. Like, it's not a... I mean, in America, maybe a bit more, but here is a drink that you hear about it like every so many years. Mm -hmm. And this guy started ordering, but he ordered it as shots. So he's like, can you make a, a, like a rusty nail and make like five shots out of it, right? And for those at home, a rusty nail is drambouille. And scotch. And what drambouille is, it's drambouille is a liqueur to scotch, but Bailey's is to Irish whiskey. What do I mean by that? It's a liqueur version of uh, scotch. So drambouille has like a honey... Uh, and orange orange some nuts like bailey's obviously has the milk and everything but it's still like a okay uh a better way to explain is uh it's a it's an orange liqueur that it's scotch based yeah <laughs> orange but i feel like it's got more like uh nuts and yeah, it has herbs and all that yeah, but herbs. uh but it tastes it tastes quite nice but uh that and scotch and some bitters is basically a rusty nail and they order as a shot and it's actually quite nice as a shot we had some yeah. shots of it i was uh, like oh that's Really easy going. And now they come and they keep having rounds and rounds of like just shots. And, yeah. um, you should barrel age them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my fun, my friend uh, Andrew, we were drinking uh, Drambuie 15. And he's like, I love to drink Drambuie 15 so I get totally wankered. <laughs> and I was like, I've never heard that word used. I, I have actually. Yeah, the Brits. No, that. I've heard somebody say a wanker, but not get completely wankered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? As a drunk thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, this is a great one. I've never heard this one before. Hey, I don't know if Cyrus gotta, heard it. But you got to reuse your words. You can't yeah. waste them. You, you know? can't waste his words. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reuse from any recycle. And what did you be drinking, Anna? Uh, apart from a lot of eggnog. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I think really boring. We need to go out more. Actually, tonight I might be checking out the Christmas markets. Lots of Christmas markets, so it's Christmas market time. And then I'm gonna have a lot of mold wine, just just cause, just because yeah, we're gonna be out there. Like, might as well. Yeah, get some old wine up in in the gut. Uh, you should just uh, sneakily drop off eggnog to people at the market. Just, <laughs> just have carry a, a box. I'll just like sell illegally sell on the markets. Like I didn't get a booth. I just like stand there and be like yeah. eggnog, eggnog. No, 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 no. You have a little bell. You have a long coat on. I do like a milkmaid kind of thing. No, 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 no. A long coat on. And then you have the bell and people come to you and you go, hey, you want to buy some eggnog? And you just open up your jacket and it's got all the bottles. Like hanging on it. Like, like with Rolexes. the heaviest jacket. And, and then the other side, you just have two QR codes so they could scan. <laughs> the heaviest jacket, like <laughs> yeah. carrying like. Hey, you want to buy some eggnog? Ten bottles of eggnog. Just like, hey, eggnog? 
Eggnog. Eggnog. Mm-hmm. I got you. What you need? I got you coconut. What you want? What you want? Gonna get you. myself kicked out of the Christmas market. And the best way possible, because who's gonna get you for that? I was like, how dare you? And the Christmas spirit. Yeah. That'd be super funny. Meet me under the tree. I got your eggnog. I'll be there in five. And you get there in twenty-five minutes later. And also, by the way, Logan, happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much. I she mean, started first night. Yeah, first night. So we're recording this. Um, yeah, so it's the season for everything right now. Tis the season. We've got for we've all got those. a friendsgiving that we did last year that we all got corona from. <laughs> it's how we like spread the yeah, whole that's how we spread the Christmas match. cheer. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're doing it tomorrow as well. We're meeting up for our secret Santa with our our missing in action host uh, Alicia will be there. We think. We think we don't know. She might be missing in she action. Might be missing knows, in action. Yeah. Uh, but all of our classic friends should be there, so we'll have a good time. We'll report back from that. Yeah. We'll report back from Eggnog Palooza. We'll see if Anna actually went to jail for selling uh, illegal eggnog, which yeah, I think would be pretty funny. You should really think about doing it. Just stroll down the market. Hey, want to buy some eggnog? And Thank then you. the next day, thanks to me, they're going to put security and you know, they're going to check everybody coming in for <laughs> bottles. <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> but you'll be like, I'm that guy. It was my fault. I did it. I ruined for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of China on the Rocks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us in whatever thing you use for your uh, podcasting. Yep, we're on a ton of them. Um, we will be back next week, and we'll see you soon. Merry, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays, yeah. <laughs> Ciao.